Have you ever discovered something? I don't mean like the cure for cancer, although that would be amazing. I mean maybe found something that you'd lost, like your wedding ring or some money. Or maybe you discovered something you didn't know was there, like a view at the top of a hill. Well, Jesus said that the kingdom of God was something like that, that sense of discovery. In fact, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven many times. It's the same thing. He said, for example, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And many times he said, the kingdom of heaven is amongst you. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. But what is this kingdom of God? What is it? Is it a place? Is it a person? Is it a time? Is it something up there that we call heaven? Uh, What is it? Uh, Did we miss it? Is it still to come? Well, in these short, pithy parables that we've heard, Jesus tells us quite a lot about the kingdom of God in, in, in some very short sentences. He says it's like a man finding a treasure, like a woman baking with yeast. It's like a seed that grows from dead to life. It's like a man discovering a, a very precious jewel, a very precious stone. Now, these situations were familiar to people at the time. They, they would have had a pearl merchant down the market and a fisherman with nets and the seeds and yeast were a daily occurrence. For us, mostly we don't see seeds and yeast and pearl merchants every day. Uh, and they had stories about buried treasure as well and often we often don't have that. So for us, we have to work a bit harder to put ourselves into these parables. We have to, in fact, use our imagination So we're going to do some right brain stuff this morning and use our imagination, our God-given imagination. Now, most translations of these parables, including the one you probably have, say the kingdom of God is like, a mustard seed, the kingdom of God is like uh, finding treasure. Now, when Jesus says that, he doesn't mean the kingdom of God somehow looks like a mustard seed or the kingdom of God somehow looks like treasure. That's not what he means. In fact, a just as accurate and much more helpful translation of that line is to come to the parable with the phrase, this is what it's like with the kingdom of God, and then read the parable. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God, and then immerse yourself in the parable. Let's do that right now. Walk with me, if you will, and as we use our imagination and step through those same four parables. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. There was a man. He went out walking. He often went walking. Today he went walking out and he entered into a wood, perhaps, and he saw just in the distance where the rain had washed away the earth. There was something glimmering, something shining. So he thought, what's that? He went over to have a look, dug away a little bit. It seemed to be gold. And it was. It was actually solid gold. And as he dug further, he found more and more treasure. It was buried treasure, literally. He was so excited he didn't know what to do. So he covered it all up again and went home. And then he, then he walked backwards and forwards thinking, what shall I do? What shall I do? I know. And then he has an extraordinary and absurd idea, but a wonderful idea. He says, I know what I'll do. I'll sell my house. I'll sell my car. I'll sell everything I have. And I'll buy that field where the treasure is. Because then the treasure belongs to me. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. This accidental discovery, the joy of finding something unexpected and wonderful when you weren't looking for it. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. There's a woman. She's a mum. She's been baking all her life, baking bread. When she was little, she would sit in the kitchen by the bread where they had a bread oven and watch as the yeast made this dough rise as if by magic. This miracle of nature. 
And now 40 years later, she's still baking bread and she's still entranced by the way the bread just soars upwards. And now her daughter pulls on her apron string as she watches the bread. Well, this is what it's like with the kingdom of God, that such a tiny amount of yeast can, so, can cause such a massive disruptive change, so much, so much disruption, something so small causing something so transformative. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. Next parable. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. There's a seed, a mustard seed. It's really tiny. If you dropped it on the floor, you wouldn't find it. And in fact, it appears to be dead, lifeless. And yet, if you take this seed in a little soil, a little water, expose it to the light, something amazing happens. It starts to grow, it starts to germinate, it produces shoots. It becomes a sapling or a seedling. And then over months and years, it grows mightily, unstoppably, into a shrub or a huge tree. So much so that it now gives life to other living things around it. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. This idea of something apparently dead, like a seed, coming to life, growing mightily, unstoppably, giving life to others. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Last parable. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. There's a businessman in town. He's a smart guy. He's very successful. You can't advise him on anything and neither can I. He knows how to do business. He knows the times. He knows the markets. He knows the exchange rates, the currencies. He understands all that. He buys companies when they're small and messed up, builds them up and sells them when they're big and successful. But despite that, there's something missing in his life. He just goes from one deal to the next looking for fulfillment, but it never fulfills him because it seems there's a God-shaped hole right in the middle of his life, which he can't fulfill. But then one day he finds it. This fellow, his business is precious stones. In fact, he's a specialist dealer in pearls. And he finds it. And to him, someone tells him about it. To him, it's like finding a pearl that's more precious than all the other pearls he has put together. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. The fulfillment that brings to him, the the meaning, the purpose and direction in an otherwise directionless life, the completeness to his life. This is what it's like with the kingdom of God. So you see, if we just apply a little imagination, we can see that Jesus says a lot in these pithy parables that actually spoke to people where they were. These parables are about accidental discovery, about unstoppable growth, about transformation, disruption. This is what it's like, says Jesus, with the kingdom of God. So having done the right brain, the right brain, the imagination, let's now switch over and do a little left brain analysis on these parables, something that probably we're much more used to. And remember... I haven't before that I haven't actually told you yet what is the kingdom of God what is this kingdom of God I'm just going to keep you on the edge of your seat for another two minutes while we double click into these parables for a bit of left brain analysis so what else do these short parables tell us well we can divide them into two pairs of two there's the treasure and pearls and the seeds and yeast and they both speak differently let's take the first group the treasure and pearls there's something similar and something different about these two parables The similarity is they're both about discovery, discovering treasure, discovering the pearl of great price is about the joy of discovering. It's about the joy of discovering a relationship with God. And it's not about sacrifice or giving up. It's an obvious trade in. That guy obviously wanted to trade in his his, his house and his car to to buy the field. It's trading in something for something far greater. That's the similarity. But what's the difference between those two parables? Because they're not the same. They are different. 
Well, the treasure is about accidental discovery. It's about being overtaken by something wonderful. It's like finding that stunning view on holiday. And for some people, it's like that, isn't it? Finding God when they weren't looking for him. Some people find meaning when they weren't looking for meaning. They find Jesus when they weren't actually looking. That's the treasure. But the pearl is not about an accidental discovery. It's about relentlessly looking. That guy was already a pearl dealer. He understood pearls. He had many pearls. But he was always looking for something else. He was trying to seek out. Some people are like that. Some people are searching for meaning, for purpose, for direction. That was me. In my life as a young man, I was searching. I was thinking there must be something, some meaning to life and trying different things until I find it. That's the treasures and pearls. And now the seeds and yeast. Again, let's look at the similarities and the differences between these two short, pithy parables. The similarity is, for seeds and yeast, little is great when God is at work. Little becomes great when God is at work. The kingdom, God's kingdom, produces disproportionate consequences. For example, you might be the only Christian, the only Christian in your office, in your street, in your family. You might be the only Christian, and yet God will use you because God delights in using the small, in using the weak to disrupt. They're both like they're both about this being little, being becoming great. But what's the difference? Again, these two parables are not the same. They are different. The the difference is is as follows. For the seed, the seed represents growth, organic growth, steady growth, year on year. And it's like that, isn't it, as a Christian? If we immerse ourselves like the seed does, with soil and light and water, if we immerse ourselves in fellowship and prayer and reading the word and serving critically, then we will grow. We will grow organically. Some years we'll have more growth than others, just just like the mustard shrub. Um, but we will grow. Seeds are about growth. Yeast, yeast doesn't grow. Yeast is not about growth. Yeast doesn't cause dough to grow. Yeast does something different. It represents transformation. Yeast permeates, it infiltrates, it reacts, it calls forth change. And this disruptive and disproportionate aspect, for example, in, in the kingdom of God, could be prayer. Prayer disrupts it's pervasive disruptive prayer can disrupt a world system so then as we start to close then you're still asking the question i hope or chris what is the kingdom of god you've told us what it's like jesus said all this stuff about it but what is it well it's not easy to define something that stands outside space and time it's not easy to define something which in effect is god's future breaking into our present but here's an easy way which i think is true of thinking of the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is any place or any person where god rules the kingdom of god is any place or any person where god has dominion so does god rule in your life then the kingdom of god has come to you does god rule in your home then the kingdom of god has come to your home It's not complete. It's not fulfilled. There's more to come. There's more to come at the end of time. But the kingdom of God is here and it's with you now. So lastly then, in summary, what can we say apart from do use your imagination when you read the Bible, especially parables. Other traditions are really good at it. But perhaps two things. First of all, if you already know Jesus, if you're already part of the kingdom, 
Remember, this kingdom is already, is already with you. It's not complete, but it started. And your job and my job is to extend God's kingdom to other people and other places in this world. And we do it through good news and good works. Good news and good works. And there's never been a more important time in our world than today to be spreaders of this kingdom of good news and good works. That's the first thing. But secondly, if you don't have this kingdom already in your life and you're thinking, what is all this about discovery, about growth, about transformation and disruption and buried treasure? But you're interested. Pray with me now. Pray with me now and get in touch using the details below this video. Let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is here, as you said, it, it is already here. That your kingdom of your future breaking into our present, we can see it if we have eyes to see. Lord, for those watching who have not experienced this growth, this disruption, this transformation, this purpose and direction and completeness of life. Holy Spirit, would you come into, the, into those lives right now, today? Come into those lives today, we pray, Holy Spirit. And Lord, for those of, among us who are already part of this kingdom, help us, Lord, to be bringers of your kingdom through good news and good works. And Lord, in all things, we pray and we always pray, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. Amen.